Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Beyond the Optics podcast with your host Tulip Nandu. I'm a computational biologist at UT Southwestern Medical Center, an avid traveler, a blogger, and now a podcast host. Similar to my role as a researcher, which expects me to take an in-depth look at the projects I'm working on, I'm also curious to go beyond the optics for everything that is happening around and to leverage that knowledge to challenge the status quo and think from a different perspective. This podcast is an attempt by me to put the information out there and spark a curiosity amongst the listeners to go beyond the optics and not take the material they are fed at face value. Welcome to part 2 of my discussion with Survi Deidya on parenting and how it has added a wonderful dimension to our life. In part 1, we started off our conversation with the basic essence of parenting and how it's a process of trial and error. In part 2 of our conversation, we dive into the values that we would want to inculcate in our kids and how you draw a line between setting boundaries and freedom. I hope you'll enjoy this intriguing conversation. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to ask is is obviously people have different values they want to inculcate in kids and and it's different for you it might be xyz for me it might be different so what are the, those core ideas that you always want to inculcate in your kids and and how do you nurture them as they grow they always be on the lookout that these are my values that these are being followed right from their birth to to their teenage years right right you know it's an interesting thing that you ask because this is something like i always uh, go back to and keep looking at uh, in terms of the values right like growing up we i was never told that you know these are the that you know like this 10 set of like adjectives that i'm going to carry forward in my life never that was never told nor inculcated in a very you know process driven or in a very focused way somehow something stick with you from your childhood but now i am able to put a name and adjective to it yeah. right but when it comes to my kids now there is there is some background that we need to know about here right like for example we when i where i grew up i had not only my parents my grandparents and a whole set of cousins and their extended family that was constantly i had access to now what has happened over for me like in my family is that i have more like we live in a nuclear uh, family which is like me my husband and kids and they have a nanny and that's it like and they have different friends and on top of that we have also moved countries over a period of time so there is so much of external influence and different cultures that we are exposed to that suddenly you know you feel that oh how do i bring kids to this one common denominator level playing field where they know that they are a like from a different country of origin b they know the family values and system so how do i do that right so that's why i have to keep going back to it in terms of the values right and i don't want my kids to have this 10 adjectives to live by and but there are certain things that we do like for example we you know have a gratitude jar at home so it's it's again like you know i have to keep reminding so one of the i think one one hack i have or parenting tip i have always is that one person has to take that ownership between yeah. the two right like yeah. i'm very i'm very good at organizing stuff which means okay read up stuff and now make it available like do do something around it to make it available for kids but then 
following through or helping me follow through is something that my husband does very well. So, for example, we have this gratitude jar and we have this chit. So, we, where we have kept it also, it was a process. Like we first kept it in the living room, but not, that's not some place that we sit all the time. So, we've moved it to uh, the kitchen and there, where there is a water bottle. So, every time you're drinking water, we're looking and it's labeled like gratitude jar. So what we do is uh, every day, every, we, it used to be every day, but now we, we realize that, you know, while we have lots to, lots of gratitude to talk about every, sometimes it helps to do something differently, which means every weekend now we sit down and, and weekend is sometimes we, you know, kind of have done a hike together or gone, did something. So there is something to reflect back, back upon. We started this six months back and. What I see is that our kids are growing in a very privileged place. Like they have a lot of toys. They have, you know, they open it, play with it for two hours and probably forget about it. So I feel that I keep giving them examples of how we used to get one pencil box and we used to cherish it for like two, three years of our lives. And (laughs) we never had this uh, privilege uh, of too many things, you know. So yeah, so they write certain things like that. And I noticed that my kids, really like write the tiniest of things that uh, they saw somebody they made their action made somebody smile or they they said thank you they remember to say thank you to somebody or you know they helped a kid in the school that made like and then of course on the weekends it is becomes the highlight of like what we did together as a family so now what has happened slowly that i see is that they realize that sticking together with me mom dad or having conversations around gratefulness, like, you know, is, is really, I mean, their minds are open about being grateful for what they have in life. Right. So they talk about it and they, there are, there are like a five-year-old, my, my son is five and he, he will say that, oh, mama, I'm so thankful that, you know, you are my mama or uh, you are so kind. So that, that itself gives me like a check and balance that, oh, he is getting what is being thankful or grateful for. Right, he's getting yeah. that. So that is one activity, and I feel that that helps to inculcate. I don't say that this is our core mm-hmm. family value, but that activity helps them to think about it and keep that in mind. So that's yeah, wonderful. And and then how do you set these boundaries like freedom? And if if there is not a written value, I mean, definitely we don't have a written like a script going on. But with everything, there there are certain boundaries that you set for your kids. Yeah. And as, as they grow up, the the boundaries might change too. So how do you balance the freedom? And then you have this boundary, and there is a fine line between the that and how how do you yeah, set so that with your kids? I think I think conversations really help. So, you know, and just just because we are in a nuclear family, we are able to plan a lot of things, right? Like uh, who's coming to visit us or, you know, what's happening next month or if there's somebody's birthdays or, you know, things like that. There is a lot of things that as parents, we know what, what to expect. I feel having the conversation around it really helps. So they suddenly they know that, oh, somebody's coming to our home, which means, you know, mom and dad's time with us is limit, going to be limited. Uh, it's going to be stretched to take them around, to show them around. And then involving them in everything, right? Like a planning, for example. Like, oh, where should we take them? What do you think? And what do you think? And then they will say, oh, you know, last time when we went to this restaurant, it was not that great. And they are vegetarians. So then we should take them to this. You know, like yeah. that kind sure. of conversation yeah. then goes granular. 
so that helps them to think the boundaries in terms of what to how to behave while somebody yeah. is there right so that is one area and th- sometimes it could be even simple things like uh, you know curfew time they they have this concept of curfew time right like yeah. 6 o'clock in the evening is curfew time on weekdays because they have to be, be in bed by 8 yeah. so they know that that is the uh, thing also i feel that there is this role that we play in the house of good police and bad police so as as a mom i think most of us kind of just adorn that whole role of bad police right we are the bad police i also feel that you know being strict or being not strict really but i should say the word is very assertive about certain things like they know that yeah. they if they if they don't clean up before going to bed is not going to make mama happy so let's you know clean up or sometimes they are tired genuinely tired they have they have really long days sometimes at school so i will offer do you want me to help you and they will say yes i will i want to help you want my help or okay fine i'll help and there are reciprocal so sometimes i'm very busy like for today we are having a late evening call and it's a reciprocal i i'm going to be busy so they will do their chores on their own meaning getting getting to bed early mm-hmm. or on time without mama's support so that is like framework system guardrails as i yeah. say that every yeah. time there is something that needs not and oh, oh the other thing i should tell you here is the conversations right sometimes things go wrong right like they they don't wake up on time or after the ptm there is not good review about certain areas so there is again a conversation around so the way you have a conversation also i realized it cannot be so you don't need to be really harsh like oh the teacher said that you are not you know good at uh, x y and z so we need to buck up on that and i need you to do your homework and you can just say that hey let's let's look at the things that is not exciting for you right like so yeah that that kind of opens up oh you know this whole thing i know all of this math problems every time doing the same problem is so boring and so repetitive oh that makes sense now so let's see how i can help you or if you need me to be sometimes it just needs that conversation opening up sure. to kind of and you know as kids grow right now i have a 10 year old and i have a 5 year old so the 5 year old is not very descriptive if you will but if you have to get things done from him you got to play with him right and i'm realizing it over a period of time because now the 10 year old the preteen she is very descriptive and she is very able to exactly say what is the problem like the math problem as i was explaining earlier that it is repetitive she knows all of this so it gets boring for her and then doesn't want to do it so you have that conversation and actually sometimes this you know two way street helps to go back and tell uh, the teacher that look you need to challenge her with different things because that conversation with your child is something that the teacher will not understand or she doesn't have the time to kind of look mm-hmm. at you know things like that so that is a, a very important thing i feel in terms of conversation another thing i feel is uh, sometimes and this is something that i've learned very recently having common topics right. right like there is always so as a parent what happens is there is you know more than the child so obviously you want to tell them that look uh, you got to be disciplined you got to sleep on time wake up on time do your homework on time etc etc it's like the laundry list of chores that you want them to do to become a better person but i feel the ability to have the common topics and common uh, likes and in- likes is really good 
So my uh, very recently, I and my daughter were a part of a competition where we were uh, supposed to clock in certain number of uh, kilometers by running, walking, cycling. And I realized that you know we had really good conversation when we were cycling because that is you know you're not uh, breathing heavily and all that. But the same thing running, it wouldn't happen because our paces were different. But that kind of had a common interest, and we started talking to each other at length. And we didn't even realize that we are like clocking in fifteen to twenty kilometers without you know breaking you know break, breaking our breath or something like that. So that was really good. The other thing. Um, i realize is the podcast there are a lot of tools and you know resources nowadays for the kids to get access to and i'm amazed at the kind of content that is there to listen to as a parent as well so we have long drives to school and back so we use that time to play games or to play listen to podcast and there are laundry list of some other good podcast that i listen to and my kids listen to and it's really fun to have a conversation around those podcasts after they are over yeah you know so that that topics those table topics are really really to talk together and it sometimes one person is missing like for example i i was uh, busy for e- through two three weeks for on, in the evenings and then my husband takes over and then he would then when dinner table oh there is another rule once a meal once a day the meal yeah. once one meal we share together so there is conversation so we have missed out on certain day activity like me and my kids may have more interaction on sunday some days and my husband and kids will have interactions on other day so then there is like this overlap that we create and it really helps i feel over a period of time that you know because some some families if they have like this age gaps right like 10 and 5 the 10 year old has had more time with the parents and she understands yeah. he or she understands the system better better and for the 5 year old to get to that system takes some time because every individual is different so you know uh, i think repeat rinse repeat right you know yeah, like no, sure that, yeah. do that regularly helps definitely yeah and and one thing you mentioned is 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 having conversations you know, that that makes a difference definitely and some some things like having meals together people might think what's a big deal about it i can have conversations anytime no but that's having just a meal having that feeling of togetherness okay i have my both parents sitting with me having a meal and i can talk anything to them and discuss things at school or some things that they might be thinking about just bounce ideas off and why not on a cup right. with with a meal together so no definitely yes. that helps yeah you know in fitness or in work there is this common thing of consistency yeah right like they people say when you do something consistently it kind of shows results right yeah so in parenting i feel just because you said you know you having one thing i realized that when when the kids were really small right like they what what conversations do you have right like when they are toddlers or mm-hmm. baby but there used to be this in different periods of their lives you've done something consistently which means you know there used to be this figure like we used to call it a walking man basically two fingers walking approaching right so like and the walking man comes and does different things like a tickle or the walking man comes and climbs up the lego they have built or the walking man is knocking on the door or things like that simple things like that yeah 
opens the conversation and till today my 10 year old remembers the walking man and she starts doing the walking man conversations with the 5 year old or or they ha- there is a puppet show right like every night there is a puppet show or a, oh the storytelling every night yeah. we have a storytelling like yeah. we read open a book and read so that's become like a habit yeah. for everybody and they see right like the parent they i think more than the words is the parents action and behavior yeah. that Uh, kind of uh, uh, is absorbed in the kids and it's 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 something that has been proved by research as well so i yeah. think those things are something that you do consistently and yeah. and different stages you do different things different but you do things. something yeah. which is consistent you know with the mm-hmm. uh, 2020 covid pandemic i remember we started a book club for kids for my daughter and we did that consistently for 3 months and then in 2021 we start we did this thing we did, we couldn't travel again with my our children like for summer holidays so then what we did was we traveled virtually everywhere by then because of 2020 there were so many zoos and aquariums and places in the world of their interest had put up virtual videos so what we did together was we made a plan and we said we actually had a fish bowl of chits like of different countries and we involved them to pick up and decide which countries they would want to go to i mean ballot draw and then there are certain countries that came up and then all together we put in now this is something that this time i was very very particular that we should be all doing it together because it was summer time i was busy with work and kids were free so you know luckily having a 9 year old then helped because she knew how to do search on google and you know get activities to do and select activities so that those kind of team efforts really help and while they are hopefully we we, we should travel this summer but if not then they already have ideas to talk about that oh can we do this can we do that and i'm like oh that 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 is like a check and balance check and balance, kind of, yeah. you know they are talking mm-hmm. back saying that oh Uh, we can do something virtually as well yeah. so yeah some some tricks and trips really go a long way this brings us to the end of part 2 of my tete a tete with survidetia and in part 3 we shall dive into the mental aspect and the difficult conversations one must have with kids as they grow up so stay tuned thank you so much for staying till the end and listening to the podcast I hope you have enjoyed as much as I have bringing it to you. Please share it with your family and friends who would want to use this information to challenge the status quo and think from a different perspective. For more bite-sized information, follow me on Twitter at @tulipsnandu and to receive interesting take on current topics, subscribe to my newsletter at tulip.substack.com. Until next time, go beyond the optics, friends.